This podcast is brought to you by Voice of Vets. Voice of Vets. Hear it. Feel it. Feel it. Feel it. Feel it. We are joined by Siabulele Fobosi, who is doing his PhD in industrial sociology at the University of Johannesburg. Now, for his PhD, Siabulele is doing research on the minibus taxi industry in Johannesburg. And thank you so much, Siabulele, for joining us here on the COVID report. Please paint us a picture of the taxi industry and how the COVID-19 pandemic has affected it. Well, the industry currently you know, is, is, uh, plays a very big role in the, in the economy of the country. You know, uh, it contributes very much you know, um, to, the, to the economy um, and, and, uh, and employs um, some drivers, uh, car washers, uh, taxi marshals. Uh, so the current um, COVID-19 is, is very much affecting mostly um, uh, some of the people who are benefiting current, who are currently employed by the industry. Um, so it also affects, you know, um, the economy, you know, um, of the country. So, so, so yeah, so yeah, the, the industry is very important in terms of um, the role within the public transport sector, but it is not um, uh, currently regulated. It exists in a context of unregulation, if I may call it that way. But in fact, the industry very much exists, you know, um, between the formal and informal sector, but it's very much structurally situated within the informal sector and, and, and plays a very critical role in the economy of the country. So, but even so, um, the industry is still very much unsubsidized. It does not receive operational subsidies from government. Uh, it only receives um, 1% of uh, capital subsidy, uh, and that is in the form of uh, um, uh, scrapping allowance, which is part of uh, uh, the, the taxi recapitalization program, a program that was uh, introduced in, in, in 1999 and implemented in 2006, um, so to scrap the old taxes um, to, to, so that uh, the new taxes can come on board um, uh, so to, to formalize the industry, to, 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 to bring, you know, new taxes so that uh, commuters can travel on new taxes. Um, so that was the pair, the, the recommendations of uh, uh, the National Taxi Task Team um, implemented and uh, established rather in, in 1995 by the, by the government. Um, so, the, so the industry, you know, um, plays a very important role. So I can, I can put it that way. Thank you. Now, we're going to narrow our focus down to the ways in which this pandemic has impacted the lives within the taxi industry. But before we narrow that down to the taxi industry, perhaps in continuing our discussion around the greater South African transport system, um, when we look at things like the introduction of uh, the BRT buses and metros, Khao uh, train um, here in Gauteng, the... The, the, the ways in which the pandemic has impacted their businesses and Metro Rail, for example, experiencing serious problems with cable theft. And then when we think about the taxi industry uh, often being seen as a law unto itself, these are all issues that seem to be present before COVID became a thing. So is there a way out of successfully 
getting the transport, the South African transport system out of the funk that it's in across the board before we look into the ways in which we have to mitigate the way it's been impacted by COVID-19? Um, you know, that's, that's a very interesting one. You know, the best way that uh, I think the current situation can be addressed, you know, especially within the public transport sector, is for the different stakeholders um, to, to sit down to discuss some of the ways, you know, in, in terms of, for example, within, within the minibus tax industry itself, um, I have recommended, you know, um, especially since, since 2008, that uh, there needs to be talks around um, the so-called uh, taxi, uh, taxi co-ops or taxi cooperatives. Um, so the establishment of those, you know, within the industry so that something that can be um, um, recognized by government to say, look, this is what we are dealing with. So because at the moment, you know, the, 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 the industry is, is, very, is not very much, you know, regula- is not regulated at all um, by government. So, so, so I think there, there needs to be um, a discussion, some sort of uh, a taxi in Daba within the industry to sit down, you know, to invite um, the, the, the taxi uh, people, the taxi owners, the taxi operators, uh, taxi drivers, all, you know, everyone in the industry, and to invite, you know, all um, um, uh, the academics, you know, um, and to also invite everyone in government to actually sit down to plan the way forward, you know, for the industry. Now, Siabulele, you touched on the taxi industry always having been independent, and this should require some sort of indaba to resolve. But how, why does the taxi industry get to run free? And especially now, the coronavirus pandemic has exposed a lot of loophole in terms of government support going forward. What support does the taxi industry want from government? And what were their grounds for rejecting the COVID relief offered by government? Uh, so, 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 the, so the main, the main association, you know, that is, uh, uh, against, you know, this, this, uh, uh, the funding from government, you know, um, which is, it was Santaco, you know, just saying, look, uh, this, this, this money is not enough. They, 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 the argument was that the money is not enough, you know, um, so, so it was going to amount to about uh, five thousand a taxi, you know, um, out of all those um, taxis in South Africa, about two hundred thousand taxis. So, so, so the argument was that look, the money, the money is not enough. Um, so it, it it won't assist us in terms of um, repaying uh, taxes, for example, um, and and paying and paying um, workers, the drivers. Taxi marshals, you know, and then the car washers. So, so the argument was that is not enough. So, so hence they said, look, um, we are against, you know, um, uh, the, the 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 current, you know, COVID nineteen regulations, you know, by government. So, so then they said, look, um, we, we it's better it's better if um, um, the industry, you know, um, carries, you know, hundred percent of 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 the commuters, um, so so as you know, um, as you probably know, that the industry um, has a history of um, of of not being you know um, subsidized you know um, by government you know not not receiving you know a form of um, operational subsidies and operational subsidies that would 
benefit you know um the commuters uh, at the end um so 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 that's the current you know situation that you know she's facing um so 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 that's the biggest you know because it's it's putting it's putting the industry you know at 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 the position where it's 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 kind of um um you know not included you know in, in some of um uh, the decisions you know you know but of course you know the industry won't receive you know any form of subsidy until it, it changes you know it's 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 its operation until it changes its management structure for example um until it introduces you know what i would call uh, an accounting system you know uh, because currently there's no accounting system that will account you know for 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 those subsidies that um, the industry is fighting for you touched on all of the measures that uh, you are looking into exploring to help make the best of this situation especially when you consider the un- the informal nature of the taxi industry being that um, many of uh, their drivers and the owners of the associations don't register their employees and contribute to UIF so that they have um, backup that they that could have come in handy over the early parts of the lockdown in response to the COVID-19 pandemic. Are these one of the things perhaps that they are looking into towards uh, making the best out of the situation? Um, in actual fact, you know, that's, 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 that's one thing, you know, that uh, I, 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 I've recommended, you know, um, over the years, at least uh, since 2015, or, you know, when I, when I completed my master's degree. Um, so, so, so I've, com- I've, I've pushed, you know, for, 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 for workers, you know, to be, to be registered, for example. Um, with, the, with the Department of Labor for them to receive decent wages uh, so that they're not subjected to some form of um, exploration. So, 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 so that's, you know, that's, that issue is, is actually um, currently uh, very, you know, very much neglected within the industry. You know, um, so, so not, they don't very much uh, pay attention to the um, decent, you know, um, working conditions for for the taxi drivers, so that's a, that's an issue that still needs to be uh, paid much attention, especially by the Department of Labor. You know, I've recommended, and I'm still recommending that uh, the Department of Labor, together with the with the labor unions, you know, um, Satao, for example, they need to to sit down with the taxi industry to say, look, these are the benefits of of getting you know um, taxi drivers registered with the UIF, for example. Um, so, so, so that they can receive decent wages, so that they can pay well, you know, because uh, currently, you know, um, the industry is, is placed at the, at the, at the, in a position where some of, you know, in fact, all of the, the most of the tech drivers are not even receiving any decent wages. So they are paid, you know, on, on, on what you call energy, um, uh, you know, work basis, you know, so, so as much as you drive, you know, then you are paid based on the on the on the percentage on the money that you you make a week. You know, so then you're given a certain percentage, perhaps it's a twenty-five percent. So so that currently is, is subjecting workers, you know, our drivers to um, to 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 a form of uh, a precarious work. You know, so they are subject to precarious working conditions. You know, having to drive as much as possible. You know, so that they can they can earn a living. You know. 
so 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 the formalization process you know by in itself should involve you know um the changing of of of, of the management structure the changing of the of the working conditions the improvement you know of the conditions in the industry the, the, making sure that all the drivers all the taxi marshals you know all the car washers everyone in the industry has is working in a very good condition and making sure that they have the same pay schemes that we have in our formal working conditions you know so 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 making sure that they have all those you know um deductions you know the they the, the, the are paid, you know, um, salary in their banks and everything else. So they have, the industry has a, a proper accounting system. Now, the drivers and passengers are at risk of being infected and transmitting coronavirus. Now that social distancing as a safety measure cannot be observed, is there a plan of action in terms of mitigating the risks of contracting and spreading the virus within the taxi industry? I think, I think, you know, the, the most important thing that uh, drivers have to ensure is, 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 is to, to wear masks all the time and sanitize, you know, their taxes, you know, and make sure that people who, who you know, who bought, you know, the, 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 the taxes are always wearing masks, you know, they always get sanitized and so that they, they, they protect themselves, you know, against, you know, this, this, this virus. Uh, so to, to minimize the spread of the virus. So I think they just have to uh, make sure that uh, they wear masks all the time and uh, sanitize, you know, uh, so that they protect themselves. Now, we mentioned earlier that taxi drivers are viewed to be a law unto themselves, which I think is a reflection on the bad reputation that, uh, that taxi drivers across the board with one broad stroke of the paintbrush have all uh, been saddled with as far as being perceived to be lawless, being perceived to not care about other people's lives apart from their own. When it comes to the current climate that we're in of the COVID-19 pandemic and regulations, safety regulations that we have to follow, what protocols are in place to ensure that taxi drivers and taxi owners adhere to the, uh, to, to the regulations at, um, at play, that they sanitize their taxis regularly, that they continue to enforce social distancing where they can. I know that's practically impossible in a taxi that is allowed to operate at 100% capacity, but I'm just curious as to whether or not these safety protocols are being adhered to and what measures are put in place to ensure that um, the regulations are being complied to? You know, uh, I know that uh, within Santaco, for example, and within NTA, so there's, there's always, you know, um, a push to ensure that uh, um, in all taxi runs before, before taxis disembark, you know, um, uh, there's someone monitoring, you know, um, uh, you know the, the taxes, you know, there's someone checking, you know, um, in to, sh- to make sure that uh, for us, drivers, do they have masks? Uh, drivers, do they have, um, do, they, do their taxes get sanitized? Uh, and I say taxes clean, you know, is all, are all the passengers, you know, have a mask, you know, are they sanitized before, before the, the taxi takes off, you know, um, 
so so that's 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 one of the things that is being done and it's actually one of the things that is you know is currently pushed you know um by government you know through through the minister of transport um so 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 so, so I, I know that's one of the things that is being done you know at least with some of the um taxi 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 people that i've had a conversation with you know they, they said look within the taxi rank before the the, the taxi you know takes off we, we we monitor you know um the taxi we we check to ensure that the taxi is clean we, we check to ensure that uh, the taxi driver is a mask the taxi the passengers have masks, you know, uh, and are sanitized, you know, and every time. And so, so, so I know that uh, that's one of the things that uh, they are currently doing in the industry. And that's, that's, that's a very important thing, especially in the context where um, the industry is now um, in full capacity, loading 100%. You know, so, so they, they need to make sure that um, the, the, the text is clean, uh, the taxi is, 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 is safe to travel with. You know, um, and, and and obey the rules, you know, of the road, um, and obey the rules, the lockdown regulations, to, so so that to make sure that this virus is minimized, you know, within the taxi right. So we don't want a situation whereby um, the taxi, uh, the taxi industry is 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 is, is the one caring, you know, um, you know, or transporting, you know, tr you know, or, you know, this virus, you know, between people. Uh, so it needs to be minimized, you know, um, as as we go uh, to ensure that uh, um, the industry is safe, you know. Um, so so yeah, I, I think I think that is important, you know. That's that's what I'm saying. Thank you. So a key contributor to the independence of the taxi industry is the lack of subsidization for it. So this brings the question of what happened to the taxi recapitalization project? Wasn't that a way that government was going to help and subsidize the taxi purchases and to eliminate the unsafe and old taxis or off, off the roads? What occurred to that project and where does it stand currently? Uh, so, so that project... Uh... Uh, as I said when it started, um, that project was uh, was introduced in, in, in 1999, you know, as per as per the recommendations of the National Taxi Trust Team, that the industry be formalized. Um, so then the government, you know, introduced the taxi the taxi recapitalization program. Um, uh, so then, but it was it was implemented in in, in 2006. So, 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 there were some taxes scrapped in, from 2006, you know. So, so if you check between um, 2006, uh, if, I, if, I, if, if I can remember correctly, between 2006 and 2018, I think there were about um, uh, 72,000 um, taxes scrapped, you know, uh, out of the planned, you know, total of... Uh, a uh, hundred thousand, you know. So, so, so the pro the program, you know, hasn't been, you know, progressing very well. You know, it hasn't been progressing very well um, because of um, some of, uh, you know, um, taxi operators not bringing in their taxis to be scrapped, um, and and because some of uh, the taxi operators uh, don't have um, their operating licenses. Because uh, for, for your taxi to be scrapped, you, you needed to have um, an operating license. 
you know, so 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 that your text can be scrapped, and then you get a new one, and you get you get fired. You, you are given an allowance, and uh, so an allowance at the time when the text you were when this program was introduced, the the scrapping allowance was was around was fifty thousand, and that increased to ninety thousand, and and then up to hundred and uh, I think hundred and twenty three or something thousand. You know, that's where it stands now. Um, so, so that program, you know, um, uh, did not achieve what it intended to achieve, you know, in terms of scrapping all the taxes because of the requirements and the requirements that some of the operators did not meet. Um, and as a result, uh, that program was uh, reviewed. So I think around 2008, 2018 rather, uh, 20, or 2019, so the government, uh, you know, um, reviewed the program uh, to see if it's working, uh, and some of uh, and some of the challenges that I've just mentioned now were found. You know that uh, the the program faced faced some of the challenges. Uh, some of the taxi operators were not willing uh, to to have their taxes scrapped, and some of them wanted their taxes to be scrapped. But they were they did not uh, qualified in terms of getting their taxes scrapped. So 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 then the government in in 2019 last year uh, so 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 introduced uh, what is called a revised tax recapitalization program. So which 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 includes a form of a, a collaborative tax um, ownership type of a thing or an order an operating license. So. So, so we, we, it was actually introduced by um, by the then uh, Minister of Transport, uh, the previous one, uh, Minister Blade Zimande. So he introduced that one, uh, the revised taxi recapitalization program to change the management structure of the industry. Um, so, 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 and I have had recommended that um, uh, this needs to be discussed within the industry to see to it how to see how um, this collaborative strategy will be implemented and to see how some of the uh, taxi operators that did not benefit uh, from getting their taxes wrapped will benefit from this one going forward. So, 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 so the government is on the, is on the, is on, is, is on the way to address some of the challenges, I believe, uh, within the industry to make sure that the industry is changed for the better. Now, Mr. Fobosi, a lot of conjecture has been made around the decision from government to allow taxis to operate at 100%, to allow buses to operate at 100% capacity. And when, it, when, when, when that conjecture is scaled down to taxis, a lot has been made about how the taxis are, or the taxi associations, the taxi owners, taxi drivers have the country by the neck. They are blackmailing the country. They are, they are exercising some form of dominance over the country that, in their, in their view, has the government caving in to their demands. NUMSA just recently threatened to take the um, government to court over this. What is your view on, this, on that matter? I, I know that... Uh... Well, knowing uh, rather the challenges, you know, that uh, the industry is currently facing. Um, so I, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know what pushed them, you know, to actually, uh, you know, um, try 
to 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 operate at a hundred percent, you know, maximum capacity, and to load that is uh, passengers, you know, full taxi, uh, because of, uh, for example, the fact that uh, they they argue that uh, they are not generating enough revenue, you know, they they are not making making enough money uh, to 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 first of all repay their taxes. And to, and to 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 pay um their workers you know um so 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 those are some of the challenges that uh, the industry is facing hence there was the push to say look um uh, we we need to be um 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 hundred percent loading capacity because we we currently not not uh, not generating enough money to sustain ourselves um so 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 government had a, you know, was in a position of um, supporting the industry or and 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 also uh, in a position of um, finding money which did not exist. Um, so because the industry was 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 demanding, you know, is demanding more money, you know, more than that one point one billion. Um, so so saying that look, this the money you you had allocated is not enough, so we want more. So and that money is not available from 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 treasury. So then, has uh, government had, has had a, um, made a decision of um, actually saying, look, taxes can operate at hundred percent capacity um, because um, they are losing, you know, um, from their side. Um, so they are not making enough money, and we don't have, you know, we don't have money as government to allocate. We don't have extra money. Um, to to allocate you know to to to, to the tax industry because of the current you know current current situation that the country is facing you know so 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 I think you know one thing that I've said and I'm still saying now um, you know while the the, the industry is, is operating at hundred um, um, percent loading capacity I think it's important that it actually respects you know um. Um, the, the, the the computers, you know, um, so so by 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 protecting them, by making sure that they are safe at all times, because it's not only about uh, um, generating more money, generating money at the end of the day. It's also about the safety of those computers. It's also about the safety, their safety, to make sure that they have the taxes are sanitized, to make sure that the taxes. Um, 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 are cleaned all the time, and the, the passengers have the mask. You know they are sanitized before they get into a taxi. Uh, so, so that's the most important thing. You know, um, and, and to make sure that uh, um, um, you know uh, there's there's some form of a distance, if possible. I don't know if it's possible the hundred percent. So, well, that's not possible at all. So, but at least to make sure that uh, uh, there's, there's a, the, the, the the taxis are clean. You know, before before that taxi takes off, uh, and to make sure that there's someone um, uh, who's available at a taxi um, uh, to screen, you know, all the passengers, you know, there are thermometers, for example, to screen the 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 the, 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 the commuters to test them before they board, you know, to check if they are safe, 
Now, engaging on the nitty-gritty of the arguments, the original argument by Santaco was that taxis should operate at 100% because of taxi owners failing to make loan repayments. However, Mbalula also announced on Thursday, the 16th of July, that the Department of Transport has entered negotiations with banks on behalf of the taxi industry to prevent repossessions. What have the banks agreed to? And will the taxis then go back to loading 70% capacity at that point? Well, I'm not sure which, which banks are, but he, he just mentioned that he's in talks with the, with the South African banks. Um, so I assumed, um, I know that uh, there's uh, some, of, uh, some of the, the taxi operators, you know, are funded through... Um, uh the SA taxi, you know, um so the SA taxi finance, you know, so some of them, so so in fact maybe most of them, uh they finance through the SA taxi finance. So 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 well he just mentioned that uh, he's in talks with, with with some with with the South African banks. So I'm not sure we, which banks they are. Um uh, so and I and I haven't had you know of any outcomes of, of those talks so 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 and i'm hoping that uh, um the banks we will give um some form of a payment payment holiday you know from 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 for, for the tax operators so that they can be able to um to repay you know when they are able to when they when they have when they have money so but i know that uh the sa taxi has uh um allocated uh, a form of uh, some form of a payment holiday um through my through my um engagement with some of the um um, um people in the, in the in the in the finance so 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 they notified me that look um the, the finance has provided uh, uh, some form of a payment holiday i think it was, that was from that was when the the lockdown started uh uh, I think it was until June. I'm sure. I'm not sure if it has been, has been extended. Um, so, so yeah. But I'm not sure about the banks that uh, the minister, minister mentioned. I'm, I'm still yet to to find out more um, about the about those. Thank you. Now, Mr. Fabosi, as it pertains to the continued effects of the COVID-19 pandemic on every walk of life here in South Africa, regardless of what kind of work you do, who you are, you are undoubtedly impacted by this COVID-19 pandemic. What kind of support should, do you believe government should be providing for the industry as we try to fight the spread of the coronavirus? Well, I think, I think it's, a, it's exactly, you know, um, what, uh, what I mentioned, you know, um, you know, if, if government, you know, can 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 for, can provide some form of, for example, some form of uh, a training, you know, to the taxi drivers, uh, in terms of, um, you know, protecting themselves, you know, um, against this, against the spread, you know, um, of the virus, you know, how do they, for example, um, um, you know, uh, test, you know, um. You know, commuters, you know, um, how do they screen computers, if I can put that way? And how do they sanitize, you know, their taxes? And, and, and to provide uh, some form of training in terms of um, customer service, you know, so that the drivers are able to, 
to 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 converse, you know, with the with the commuters, you know, um, to 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 discuss some of um, the ways in which the virus can be can be can be prevented, you know, from spreading, you know. Um, so I think government can play a very big role in terms of um, customer care, providing training in terms of customer care, and 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 not only that, you know, of course, in terms of um, um, financial assistance or coaching, um, and, and 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 to discuss the ways in which um, the industry could be better um, structured, you know, to be to be changed in terms of. And its management structure, uh, in terms of um, accounting system, uh, so 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 government can play a very big role, you know, to to to, to train the industry, to train the leaders, the taxi operators, in terms of um, uh, forming a form of an accounting system, so that the industry can be better structured. Um, so so this is a very important time, you know, um, because it has really shown, you know. The deep issues within the industry. It has not only shown that, but it has, of course, shown um, the deep inequalities um, within the country itself. Um, so, so, so it has really shown the opportunity um, for government to, to engage with the industry, to to to, to show to, to to train them on on some of the very important issues you know that I've mentioned. And lastly, Mr. Faboso, before we let you go, what post-pandemic, what kind of transport system should we be working towards in South Africa? And what will it take to have an integrated transport network? What should we be looking forward to? And what changes should coronavirus bring to the industry? I think what we will need to, to work towards is, 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 a, is a public transport system that... Uh, is integrated, you know, um, a very good public transport system because currently uh, so the South Africa does not have a, a good public transport system. Uh, so, so, so what we need to work towards, at least uh, during this time, uh, which is what I've mentioned, that there needs to be uh, discussions, there needs to be discussions between all the stakeholders to discuss the possible ways to, to, to to change, you know, um, the current transport system. Uh, to see to is that um, the taxi industry, for example, is is integrated within the public transport sector. To see to it that all the trains, the rail issues are addressed, you know. Um, to see to it that the buses are in good system, you know. So 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 there needs to be um, working together, you know, um, between all the. All the stakeholders, you know, all the the, 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 the public transport sectors, so because um, the taxi industry is a link to the buses. You know, everyone that uh, that is transported through a taxi does maybe end up going through a bus as well and a train. So these links together. Um, so there needs to be an, an organized, you know, public transport system. So that is well integrated, you know. Um, and that can only happen through the discussions, you know, between all the stakeholders and through the willingness um, from from the industry. Because at the end of the day, the industry also is, needs to show um, some willingness to to actually change um, the management structure, to change the operations, to introduce um, some form of um, taxi cooperatives, uh, to introduce some form of uh, 
an accounting system so that some of the issues um, uh, that are currently you know um uh, you know delaying the transformation of the industry actually changed um, um so that the industry is actually integrated to the public transport system because when that happens then the government will be able to actually uh, you know plan around to 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 to, to develop uh, a proper you know um tra public transport uh plan you know and you know so so that um south africa can develop better you know and and, and go forward in terms of uh, its public transport system that was Lucia Bulela Fobosi joining us here on the COVID report, a PhD candidate at the University of Johannesburg, talking to us about the complexities faced not only by the taxi industry, but the public transport system in this country as a whole, as the fight against the COVID-19 pandemic continues. Sia Bulela, thank you so much for joining us here on the COVID report. Thank you for the eye-opening insight you have given us on this matter, and we thank you for your time. Thank you. Thank you so much. And thank you for having me. Thank you. That was soon to be Dr. Siabulela Fobosi joining us here on the COVID report, a PhD candidate at the University of Johannesburg, talking to us about the complexities faced not only by the South African taxi industry, but the South African public transport system as a whole as the fight against the COVID-19 pandemic commences. We'll switch perspective to the commuter. For many South Africans, taxis are the main mode of transportation. And during this pandemic, we can't help but wonder about the effect and impact that the COVID-19 pandemic has had on passengers. Approximately 14 million people use taxis each day, and the average time spent in a taxi by one passenger is 60 five minutes. The average minibus taxi takes up to 15 passengers at a time. And according to new regulations, these taxis will now operate at 100% capacity for short distances. Joining us at this time to unpack this is a frequent commuter of taxis, Ms. Onwaba Msebi, who is a student and a frequent commuter of taxis, using them from Mondays to Fridays to get to driving school in Umtata out in the Eastern Cape. On Robert, thank you so much for joining us here on the COVID report. Can you start by telling us how long you've been riding taxis and what is the biggest change in your experience? Hi, um, thank you so much for having me. So I've been um, taking the taxi ever since I was in grade five. So it's been eight years now. And I must say the biggest change has to be having to wear masks every time I take a taxi and having to sanitize my hands every time I touch something or I pass out money, whatever. Like the whole process has been very taxing, really. So... Onaba, from the taxing experience, what are some of your fears with regards to taking the taxi every morning? Um, having to having the possibility of catching coronavirus, like that's my biggest fear because I'm I'm not alone. I'm not in my apartment anymore. I'm with my family, and I get really nervous and scared that I might catch coronavirus, and then I might pass it on to my family, to my younger siblings. So that's been a fear of mine throughout this whole pandemic period. I can imagine, and. 
in, in the situation we're currently in now, I can imagine how those fears and anxieties have been exacerbated. Recently, gazetted regulations have allowed for taxis to operate at 100% capacity for short distances and 70% capacity for longer distances. How do you feel about these new taxi regulations um, that have been put in place? I feel I, I'm not really fond of them. I feel that was a very reckless decision to take because every, each and every week, the numbers of coronavirus infected people keep on increasing. So by having the taxis running at 100% capacity, it's a very dangerous thing because there are some people here in the Eastern Cape who don't believe that coronavirus is real. So obviously they're not going to be taking the necessary safety precautions. And when you're in a taxi, it's not like there's someone who's there when you get into the taxi, you're given sanitizer or someone is checking if you're wearing your mask or not. And some Sometimes on the taxi, you would find that there's a nurse who is in the taxi. So we're not sure if from his or her shift, they might have contracted coronavirus or whatever. So I really feel as if there isn't enough safety measures taking place um, concerning this 100%. Now, Onwaba, speaking of all these fears, do you think it is possible to properly implement the COVID-19 health regulations whilst taking taxis? For example, is social distancing truly possible in a taxi? So I think it, it was possible before maintaining social distancing because in a two-seater, there would be one person sitting or in a three-seater, there would be two people sitting. So there was social distance being maintained, plus the windows would be open so that there is ventilation coming into the taxi and people were forced to wear masks and sanitize their hands. So before it was possible, but then there were those occasional taxi drivers who would um, come up with schemes to meet up with other passengers far away from the taxi rank where they aren't being um, supervised or whatever. So it was possible before, but then since the 100% capacity has been implemented, it's not anymore. Now, taxi drivers have a reputation for being seen to be lawless renegades who don't, um, who, who, or rather who operate by a code that is exclusive to them and does not factor in the rest of the society in which they conduct their business, whether or not you agree with this or whether or not you feel this is debatable is entirely up to you. But as it pertains to taxi drivers, in your opinion, do you think they thoroughly follow these COVID-19 health regulations? Um, some of them do. I've been fortunate to be in taxis where the taxi driver is always wearing the mask, their mask, and the conductor would always sanitize their hands when they are collecting money and everything. But then I'd, some of them don't because usually when I get into the taxi rank, there are some who aren't wearing their mask um, because they believe they will never contract any coronavirus or some believe that coronavirus isn't real. So it's a 50-50 thing because some do um, take um, precautionary measures and some don't. Now, in your experience, Onaba, do all passengers adhere to wearing masks at all time during the taxi ride? And how do taxi drivers react to a passenger not wearing a mask? Um, most of the time, they, all the passengers do wear their masks 
but then there have been cases where some of them don't and which usually results in the taxi driver being aggressive, forcing them to wear their mask or some of them are ignorant and they say nothing. And there has been a case where I've had to ask someone who was sitting next to me who wasn't wearing a mask to please wear their mask because at the end of the day, they have to take into consideration that some of us are scared of the coronavirus and we don't want to put ourselves in a position where we contract coronavirus because some people are ignorant or just don't care. Onwaba, I'd like to latch on to that. And it's, it, it's lovely that you mentioned that in your previous answer because I was going to attempt to shoehorn this question in anyway. But this idea of, of ignorance and this idea of people still believing that this virus isn't real. And when you take into consideration the community of people who normally take taxis to get to wherever it is that they need to be, that community of people being a community of people that one could uh, perhaps perceive to have a lot in common, to have a lot of the same interests, a lot of the same goals um, as far as their their situation in relation to the community they're in and the fact that they, um, are just like you, also use public transport. When it comes to the, uh, the level of awareness towards this virus and how real this virus is in those communities, is, do you think it's just a question of people just being ignorant? Or is there a situation where people just do not know enough about the virus, even, even though we are plus minus 110 days into this lockdown now? Um, I think it's a matter of people um, them being ignorant. I feel like they haven't encountered a situation where some um, someone they know, their family member, or whoever they're close to has contracted coronavirus. So they're just ignorant to the fact that it hasn't happened to them or someone close to them. So that must mean it isn't real. Because everywhere we go, there are posters talking about coronavirus. Before you enter the taxi rank, there is a poster which is talking about the safety precautions you should take when you're in town or wherever. So they can see that everyone is wearing their mask, everyone is trying to educate themselves. There was even a time in the taxi rank where um, these old ladies were talking about the measures that they have taken to protect themselves from coronavirus. So I really truly believe that they're just ignorant because they know everything there is to know about coronavirus. But since it hasn't impacted them personally, they just don't care. Now, Onwaba, what contribution do you think taxis have on the spread of the coronavirus? Do you believe that they're the main carrier or are there other things that they contribute? Um, it, I'm not sure, but I, I have reason to believe that they might be the main carrier because, as I mentioned before, we are in, in the same taxis as some um, health health essential care services workers and nurses and there has been an incident where one of our hospitals here in 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 Tata has been omitting the truth about coronavirus cases and sometimes there are patients who are coronavirus free but they are put in the same ward as people who have coronavirus it might be possible that taxis could also play a main factor 
in the spread of coronavirus because there isn't a measure taken in place for those nurses who work in that hospital being in separate taxis from everyone else. And obviously, since that hospital is being corrupt, even some of the nurses who work in that hospital have been tested um, with coronavirus, but then they just omitting that because they are forced to go to work. So with that uh, taken into consideration, do you think that the measures or, or do you think that the taxi drivers and perhaps even the owners of these taxi associations, I'm not sure how um, you'll be able or how much you'll be able to provide, how, how much insight you'll be able to provide on that side of things. But do you think measures are being taken to ensure that passengers feel safer in taxis? And if not, what do you think should and can be done uh, by taxis and perhaps even the taxi associations themselves to ensure that passengers feel safer in their taxis. I feel like we should go back to um, how the safety precautions that were taken before where there were lesser people in the car, in the taxi, sorry, and before you enter the taxi, you have to sanitize your hands and you have to wear a mask. But I feel as if, just like everyone else at this current um, moment, they are worried about, they, all they care about is making a living, especially the taxi drivers. And the prices now have been increased, even though we are running at 100% capacity. So I feel as if, if they are going to increase the taxi fare, then they should at least adhere to the social distancing regulations, making sure that in the taxi there is a sanitizer for anyone who might not have their own sanitizer, making sure some people sanitize their hands before they get into the taxi, making sure that everyone is wearing a mask. And instead of it there in the taxi rank being a huge commotion, people looking for their own taxi, there'd be um, what's this word I'm looking for? There be stations where people can um, safely um, wait in line for their turn to get into the taxi. Those simple things which could help um, stop the spread of coronavirus and also protect their customers, making sure everyone is safe from coronavirus. Now, Onaba, you shared with us earlier on the taxi fares have gone up. How much have they gone up? And what are your thoughts around this? Is it a fair justification that taxis should increase their fares? They went up by two rands because initially they were eight rands, but then now they're 10 rands. I feel like it isn't fair for taxi associations to increase the price of taxi fare, but they're not going to implement safety measures to make sure that we are protected. Because I might have understood if they kept the same price, but then um, made sure that the taxis are running at 100% capacity. But then for them to increase the price, but the taxis are running at 100% capacity instead of them it being a lesser capacity of people in the taxi, then it would have been fair. But now I really think it's unfair. But in a way, I also understand because they are trying to earn a living and make sure that their bills are paid. But then in doing that, there are um, better options or alternatives for making sure that everyone is, is safe and that everything that they do is um, fair for everyone else. Now, I mentioned earlier that taxi drivers have a bad reputation 
um, so to speak, depending on how you look at it, of course. A bad reputation of being lawless and perhaps operating at a code that is exclusive to them outside of the rest of society. But I think when I think about it more, even the, talk, the taxi associations themselves have a reputation that is riddled with violence and intimidation. And in that, in, in, in that, through that gaze, I can understand why certain people would feel intimidated by tabling these issues uh, to, the, to the people who own taxis and run taxis within those communities. Do you think that owners and taxi drivers should meet commuters halfway, seeing that the majority of the population that takes taxis are of the lower or lower middle economic classes? Or is there, is there this degree, a tangible sense of intimidation and uh, fear-mongering at play between uh, the taxi associations and the community in that people are afraid to voice these concerns to taxi associations for fear of their lives? I don't think it, it, it's a matter of intimidation or whatsoever. Yeah, to a certain extent, we are um, fearful or intimidated by taxi drivers. But then we, there are channels here in Umtata that we can go about to have our concerns heard. But then I feel as if taxi associations and taxi drivers know um, they have that same mentality that they are the only source of transport at the moment and they know that we are dependent on them. So they, we have no other option that we can take because there aren't any buses here in Tata or another form of transport. So they know that we're going to comply or adhere to everything that they say because they are only means of transport at the moment. Now, on, on like expanding what you just said, do you think that it would be better in terms of safety to have smaller modes of public transportation? So not buses but and taxis as opposed to the 15-seater buses, but i.e. seven-seaters seven or maybe three-seaters, for example? Um, it, it would, in a perfect world, it might be ideal, but then we do have like smaller um, cars that are used as modes of transportation. But then what happens is those um, cars only um, transport people who are going to the rural areas, but then you find that those um, cars are being, they are, how, I don't know how I'm going to put it, but then the seating because they instead if it's a seven seater you would find that there are 10 people who are going to be in that car and there's also their luggage or their groceries that they had bought in town that's also transported in in those cars and if there were there were going to be um smaller um cars like seven seaters that would be introduced here in umtata they would be more expensive than taxis, which is why, again, taxis are a suitable um, choice because we do have cabs and all of that, but then they are expensive. And at the moment, people, uh, some people aren't working or relying on grants due to the lockdown. So taxis are kind of our only option. Only option. Where we are now is a situation where local taxis can conduct their trips at 100% capacity and those conducting interprovincial trips have to do so at slightly less, 70% uh, capacity over that consideration. Now, Onwaba, as far as you are concerned personally, as a, a student and as a commuter yourself, being that, um, as you just said, uh, taxis are your primary mode of transportation. How 
else are you protecting yourself besides wearing a mask and sanitizing frequently? And what advice would you perhaps impart upon other commuters as far as what other safety precautions they should consider taking on top of wearing their masks and sanitizing frequently? Okay, so what I do is I have a surface sanitizing spray so that um, whenever, before I sit on the seat, I sanitize the seat. And I'm currently taking vitamins, immune boosters to make sure that my immune system is um, healthy and strong so that should I contract coronavirus, my immune system is strong enough to um, fight it. There are some remedies um, my mom um found out from her friends and all of that and concoctions which I take such as um, uh, garlic and ginger mixture and making sure I drink lots of warm water, making sure that I am warm wherever I go, even if the sun might be up, but I'll have my polar necks, my jeans, my scarves on to make sure that I don't get cold. That's one thing my mom said um, we should do, that we don't get cold, because should we get cold, our bodies will fight our soldiers sorry our soldiers will fight to make sure that we get warm and then we are at risk of contracting a flu which will make it even worse should we contract coronavirus lastly onaba you mentioned that you are a student how has the pandemic affected your learning and how are you feeling about academia currently um it's been challenging it really has because i wasn't um fond of this online learning thing before um, we got data assistant, assistance from our school, it was really difficult to make sure that I'm doing all my work, I am attending all my lectures because it needed data. So now my data was getting finished on all my schoolwork and all the research that I had to do. And then sometimes it would get overwhelming because should I need help on a particular essay that I am doing, I can't go to my lecturer because he, he or she is probably dealing with other learners. So it, took, it would take a very long time for me to get clarity on the work that I am doing or being able to understand what I am supposed to do. And the course that I am doing requires me to do a lot of teamwork. So now, since um, my, my peers and I, we come from different backgrounds and all of that, it became very difficult for us to communicate about the work that we are doing because sometimes when we need input from someone that person is unavailable because they have daughter issues or they do they are dealing with the death at the in their family because of coronavirus so it was very difficult because it caused a lack of communication between us and the lecturers and all of that it was overwhelming because now we're getting it felt as if the work that we are getting is um worse than what we would get when we were attending lectures on campus and all of that. So it was very difficult. And also all our work, we had to finish it in a very short period of time so that we can be able to finish our schooling year in this year. So it has been very, very, very difficult. But then we adjust and get through it because at the end of the day, it is what it is. 
we adjust and we get through it. That was Onwabam Sebi, a student and a commuter who takes the taxi Monday through Friday, sharing with us what some of the biggest changes in taking the taxi have been and some of her fears around not only being a taxi rider, but further around her academics. Thank you so much, Onwaba, for joining us here on the COVID Report. Okay, thank you so much for having me. Thank you. That was Onwaba Msiwi, a student and a commuter who takes a taxi Monday through Friday. Thank you so much for sharing with us your experience. This podcast was brought to you by Voice of Vids. By Voice of Vids. To hear more of our shows, tune in to 88.1. Or streams by www.vafm.co.za.